You are listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast. This podcast has been created to help you connect and achieve your destiny as a leader. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Whitney Baldwin. I work here at the international office and I have lots of different roles. Um, But today on the podcast, I have the opportunity to talk to you guys about your church identity. Um, This is something that has been in my heart for almost a year now. Um, I'll give you a little backstory of me. I uh, have been working for FCF for about two and a half years now. And I've, like I've said, I've worked in lots of different areas of FCF. Um, and the more involved I became with the office, the more I realized, um, we in the office needed help. We had so many questions. Um, we had been in the habit of doing things because that's the way they've always been done. And, um, we realize the error in our ways. So we've been working really hard to change that because the world around us is changing. So for us to be more impactful and reach more people for the kingdom of God, we have to change the way we do things. And there's this saying, I've heard it multiple times, but the first time I heard it, I attended Life Church for um, about three years, three or four years. And one of their one of their statements is to reach people nobody is reaching. We have to do things nobody is doing. Um, and I just love that. I, I think I think it's so um, accurate, especially for our church now, um, the spirit filled church. Now when we say that you have to do things that nobody's doing, I'm not saying you have to uh, stop teaching faith, stop teaching about the works of the Holy Spirit, stop teaching about Jesus, don't stop teaching any of that stuff. But the way you present it might need to shift a little bit because the world is shifting. The way people perceive things is shifting. So uh, you just have to shift it a little bit. So we're going to talk about church identity In April of last year, I enrolled in this church communication class because I was in charge of a lot of the communication that came out of the international office, and I wanted to make sure that I was doing a good job of it. Turns out I wasn't. (laughs) Um, The main way that we communicated at that time was through email, and we realized that we were alienating a lot of our ministers because uh, we have ministers all over the world. So a lot of them don't have access to email. Um, But then also some of our older generations, uh, they don't even get emails. They um, prefer a letter. So we had to totally revamp this. And I realized this through my course that I took. So I took the course through um, a company called 412 Lab. And I would recommend anybody take it. It is a little bit expensive, but the education, the information that you get through it is absolutely incredible and it will change your perspective on the way you communicate in church to your congregation and really just the way you present anything in life, in my opinion. It completely changed the way I view everything. 
And the reason is um, they start off with knowing your why. Uh, you know, it, we've also referred to it as the golden circle. Um, knowing your why. Why are you doing something? Why are you pastoring a church? Why are you a ministry leader? Why have you started a traveling uh, ministry? So many of us stop at because God has asked me to do this. And you know what? That is a very uh, perfect point to start. But then you have to start asking questions. You have to start asking God, okay, God, who am I called to reach? Um, a lot of people that a lot of the pastors that I talk to, they know the specific area they're called to. And that is an amazing place to start. But you have to know why God is calling you to that specific area. What is it that this area or these people are missing that you could help fill that void? So this is a difficult thing to go through. Um, FCF went through it in our strategic plannings. I'm part of the strategic planning team. Ernie Beers helps to lead that. Um, and he brought this video by Simon Sinek talking about the golden circle or also your why, your how, and your what. So that was one of the first places that we started was why FCF is even functioning. Why are we here? What are we here to do? Who are we called to reach? So the first thing that we did was uh, we established our why. And I'm just going to tell you what our why, our how, and our what is, and then it may help you guys. Our why is so that nobody does ministry alone. Nobody should ever feel alone in ministry. So many times as a pastor or ministry leader, you feel like you have to be the strong one. And you're constantly giving to everybody else. But how many people are pouring back into you? How much time are you spending developing yourself to make sure that you are full to give to other people? It's so important. So our how is pastoring pastors and equipping leaders. And our what is it's all about relationships. So we went through this in strategic planning. I also went through this in my church communication course. Um, now my church communication course took it even further. They had you break it up into demographics, into the area. They had us research the zip code uh, that we were in. They had us research the different generations, which I encourage all of you to do. Okay, so I talked about generations, knowing the generations. And I know that there are some people that don't understand what a generation is. So I'm just going to go ahead and give the definition of it. Uh, you can look up the different generations. I'll say that primarily right now we have traditionalists, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Zs. Uh, you can look up the demographics for all of those or the information for all of those. But a generation typically refers to a group of people born within a certain period of time, whose shared age and experiences shape a distinct worldview. And whenever you're finding your why and who you are called to reach, then you can uh, look into those generations and find out the best way to speak to these people, the best way to impact their world, to speak their language, so that you can make the biggest impact on them. I, we went through this whole 
list of things that we had to research to realize exactly who we are called to reach. So as FCF, we already had our why, our how, and our what, and now it was time for who. Now as a church or a ministry, you know, we're given the Great Commission, and God has called you to be a local pastor or to be a ministry leader of some sort. And like I said earlier, so many of us stop there and don't ask any more questions. And we can't just say, well, we're called to reach everybody because that's what the Great Commission is. Because you don't have services in every single language. Your services aren't every single minute of every single hour of every single day. You have a specific language that you're teaching in. You have a specific time that the um, service is taking place. And so inadvertently, you're already alienating certain people, which is a good thing because that means you're, you're making a step in the right direction of, of finding out exactly who you are called to reach. So if you're having a hard time with your church, um, if you're not seeing growth, which the average church in America is about 100 people or less. So even if you're at about 100 people or less, you're still part of the average in the United States. But if you're ready for growth, if, you're, if you feel like there's more, there's things you can do to position yourself for that growth. So I'm going to help you along with just a few of the first steps of it. I talked about the golden circle, the why, the how, and the what. Finding your why. First of all, you need to get a team around you. I would recommend not just utilizing your board members or your staff. Try to get some different people in there. If you notice that your church is predominantly 40 and above, if uh, you feel like you need to get some younger people in there, then maybe pull in a younger person on this team so that you can hear what their mindset is. I'm the youngest person on our strategic planning team. I struggled with that for a long time. I didn't know why I was meant to be there. Why Miss Cookie had asked me to be a part of it. And God stopped me and he said, stop questioning yourself. So I stopped questioning myself and I realized that this is why God asked me to be part of the strategic planning team because they needed a younger mindset. They needed somebody that thought out of the box of what we had always done. Okay, so how do you establish your why, your how, and your what? First of all, you get a team. You surround yourself with people that have a like heart, not like-minded, a like heart. Um, It's okay if you all don't think the same way. I would encourage you to pull people from multiple generations. Uh, Get somebody, if you're a pastor in your 50s and 60s, get somebody that's in their 40s and 30s because they are going to think about it differently than you. Get somebody that's a little bit older than you that has the same heart as you to reach people because that is what we're called to do as a church, reach people. So gather yourself around those people. Start praying. Prayer is the most important step in every single part of developing your why. One of the things we start off with in our strategic plannings is prayer. Every single day we start, first of all, we just communicate with each other. We tell stories, we laugh, we joke, we talk about our life, and then we engage in prayer. One of the main things that we pray for uh, are new and witty ideas. 
because we're tired of doing things the same old way. We want to do things in a new way with that has a fresh breath to it. And it's hard. This isn't an easy process. It took us months to develop our why. Uh, there were times where we would get aggravated with each other or I'm known as the crier. I cry a lot. Uh, I, not so much anymore, but in the beginning I did. You know, your emotions because our hearts are fully invested. So sometimes it would get heated in those meetings. Um, and in your meetings, it might be too, but we all love and respect each other and we all, all go out to dinner at night. And again, we just do life together. And it is amazing the bond that we've all created. So get people around you that have the same heart as you. Pray together, brainstorm together, but sometimes we just have to start throwing things out there until they stick. Uh, and we do that a lot. There are some meetings where we will spend hours on a certain thing and realize, oh, this isn't the way we need to go. And we completely erase the board and start over. Or we'll pull like one thing from an idea that we had and start building off of that. So I've mentioned Simon Sinek, that video of uh, the golden circle to you. And he says one thing, and I just absolutely love it. He says, now I'm changing this into our terms because uh, he's talking about products. Now, sometimes it's hard for us to understand we need to run a church like a business, but it is a business. We're in our father's business, right? So we need to think about the way we present our church sometimes like a business. How would a business present themselves? Um, and so knowing your why is presenting that business a certain way. You don't just want to be the what, meaning you don't just want to have a church to have a church because God told you to start a church. You want to know your why you have that church. You want others to know why you have that church. So Simon Sinek says, um, now again, I changed this into our terms, but people may not come because of what you do, but they will come because of why you do it. And we're seeing that so much with younger generations. They aren't coming to church just to come to church. When I was growing up on Sundays, you went to church, period. That was it. There was no question. I... Uh, was very specific. I liked my hair curly, so I wore a lot of sponge curlers. I had a lot of pretty little dresses that I wore. You know, like we always wore our Sunday best. And we uh, now I grew up in church. Every single Sunday, that's what we did. Unless you were sick, you went to church. Um, and now, it is not that anymore. Parents are wanting to spend more time at home with their kids because they're working more. Um, kids are more involved in sports and sports. They don't take Sundays off anymore. Growing up, very rarely was there something happening on a Sunday. Sunday, everybody knew was a day of rest. Now there is no day of rest. There are things going on every single Sunday. So people don't just come to church just to come to church anymore. But if you show them why your church is there, they will buy into it. They will understand that. It will speak to their heart and they will be more involved. They won't just come just to come. They will come to participate, to be a member, to be a leader and to grow and thrive. This process is a hard process. Um, 
And we are so used to being in our little comfort zone and being comfortable is so easy. I'm like eight months pregnant now and I'm uncomfortable all the time. And all I think about is just, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to find a comfortable position to sit in or to stand in or to lay in and it's not going to happen. I have to be uncomfortable for a short period of time and I can do that and so can you. You can be uncomfortable for a short period of time to figure out the best way to impact those you are called to reach. So you've got your team together. You guys are praying and you're brainstorming. You figured out your why, your how, and your what. It feels uncomfortable, unfamiliar. It looks unusual. You think you guys are just being weird. And there are going to be some times where you feel like you're not making any traction, but you are because you're going outside of the box. You're not doing things the way you've always done it. And that's so important. But now what do you do? Um, Now, I watch a lot of... Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. There's this one tool that I love to use. It's called Pro Church Tools. Um, You can find some vlogs on their YouTube channel, and I would recommend anybody to watch them. They have great tips. Uh, It's two guys. One guy works for a church that has a couple thousand in it. The other one is on a pastoral church, uh, pastoral staff that only has a couple hundred in it. So you're getting ideas and viewpoints from two people with two different types of churches. It's based in Canada, but it's still North America. Anyway, they are so knowledgeable about younger generations, what speaks to them, and then also technology. Uh, So I just love that. And in one of the videos that I watched, he talks about with Uh, smaller churches especially, it is much easier to make a bigger impact because you have fewer people to try to get on board. Um, And I love that. He says, acknowledge your strengths. So if you are a smaller church, acknowledge your strengths. That may not be a bad thing right now because you're going through changes. So um, acknowledge your strengths. You're a smaller church. It's going to be easier to make these changes. And most of the time, the initial changes cost nothing. There is no financial investment in these initial changes. It's just the way it's presented. Reminding people of the why, speaking to their heart. They want the vision. They want to know why they are going to this church. Who are they called to impact as well? So once you figured out the why of the church, Now it's time to make those changes. Now it's time to start throwing things out there and trying as many new things as possible. Uh, Like I said, they don't have to have a large financial investment, if any. Um, I, I live in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. We're a relatively small community, but we do a lot of festivals here. And one thing that I love about all of the festivals here is most of them involve churches. Um, There's a large church here, and it is a large church, but they do an amazing Easter egg hunt. Uh, They know who they're called to reach. They know who their target audience is. And so they uh, build all of their outreaches around reaching young families. So they always do like a fall carnival, and they have Easter egg hunts, and they have so many different things to involve young families. And it's 
perfect for who they're called to reach. We also have a lot of um, community festivals here, and churches are a part of that as well. We had one on, it wasn't on Halloween this year, but it was around Halloween, and it was a costume festival on our Main Street in Broken Arrow. And if you've never been to Main Street Broken Arrow, it is adorable. Uh, We have a lot of old brick buildings from the early 1900s, and they've just, we've got thriving businesses down there. It looks so cute. So anyway, they shut down all of Main Street, and we did this festival, and I loved this. There were like three or four churches there, and again, they knew who they were called to reach. They're trying, they're going after those younger families, so they're there, and their volunteers have their, um, church shirts on and they're passing out candy and they have a little inflatable for little kids to play on or there was one church that was doing some praise and worship and they weren't driving people away they were drawing people in because they were showing love and care so a lot of these things they don't cost a whole lot you know i think for one of those booths it's probably about a hundred dollars at the festival It depends on where you are. It may be a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but there are a lot of free things that you can do to make a big impact. So you have to change it up a little bit. If you've realized that you are called to reach younger families, but you're putting forth most of your energy and effort into a prison ministry, you may want to switch that a little bit. Now, I'm not saying don't do the prison ministry. I'm saying change it up. Um, Put forth more energy and effort into something that would attract a younger family. One of the main things you want to do is educate yourself um, on different generations, uh, different demographics. You know, I told you earlier that in my class, we were required to do research on our zip code and find out um, the different demographics. And there's a website that I can give you to find out what speaks to this area the most, um, what they're interested in, where they spend their money, who they are. It was really, really, really neat. Now, obviously for the international office, it wasn't a a huge draw, but I thought it was something so cool for our FCF churches to use because you guys can utilize that uh, and you can really draw people in from around you. So educating yourself on different generations, on different demographics, on your zip code, on your city, uh, or if you're a ministry on a specific area that you're going into, it's probably best to understand what speaks to these people the most. Now, Simon Sinek says this like five times, at least I'd say a minimum in this 17 minute video, five times. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Same with the church. People won't come to what you do. They will come for why you do it. He says it like five times. Why is that? Because it's the most important part of any church, of any business, of any ministry, your why, your heart, your vision, your passion to reach people. If you guys are just gathering to gather to have a church service, you may be missing it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you may be missing it. You may be missing out. There's more out there than just having a church service. You could be impacting people that need it in your area. Knowing your why is so important. 
not just your what. Your what is a church. Your why, your heart, your passion. Why, as a pastor, are you willing to go up to a hospital in the middle of the night? So anyway, get people around you with like hearts. Pray, brainstorm, try new things. Be uncomfortable. Be okay with the unfamiliar. Be okay with the unusual. Be the weird ones for a while. It's okay to think outside of the box. Your why will speak to the hearts of many. Your why will draw new people in. So um, if you have any questions about anything I've talked about, please feel free to email me. My email is Whitney at fcf.org. I have lots of resources to give. I may not know it all, uh, but I am eager to learn and to grow. And I hope you are too. You have been listening to the FCF Leadership Podcast, where our focus is to help you achieve your destiny as a leader. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit our website at fcf.org.